ladies and gentlemen, please welcome host of the Election Summit, Mike Lindell. Thank you all. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. This historical election summit is so important that it's being broadcast around the world in 85 languages on frankspeech.com. This election summit is not going to be about more evidence. We have enough evidence. Evidence has been the easy part. This summit is all about hope and the plan to secure our elections immediately. I want, you, I want you to watch this video and see if you all remember this. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016 to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned his back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to, get to home to get back in the Word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Okay, everybody, that seems, that seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? In that speech, you heard me say that God has given us grace. Well, people come up to me all the time and they say, Mike, this doesn't feel like grace. But, oh, we have been given grace. We're living in the best time in history to be alive. And I want to take you back to December of 2019. Remember, the consumer confidence was at its highest in history. We had the best economy ever, lowest unemployment. Everybody's quality of life had improved. But people were not giving thanks to God. People usually don't thank God when things are going good. Well, then along came the China virus. And the globalists, the CCP, and the deep state, and the Uniparty, I'm going to refer to them today as the evil. Okay? The evil. From that point on, a stolen election and all these things we've been going through destroyed and the American dream being destroyed, people have lost hope. Well, I stayed in a town in California last fall for about a week. Gas was seven eighty a gallon. The town felt so depressed and you could feel the hopelessness. Everyone in the town seemed to be between 25 and 35 years old. And they kept coming up to me wanting to talk, and not about my pillow. They wanted to talk about what was going on in our country. They were looking for answers because they were afraid. And I tried to give them hope. I explained to them that there is an evil that has invaded our country. A deep state globalist, our election platforms are broke. But God has had his hand in all of this, and I would comfort them 
telling them that things, things are looking bad, but God uses all things for good. I'm going to tell you, from there I went down to Florida to bring my pillows and blankets to the hurricane victims. And we went into a Hispanic trailer park. It was like a river, the, the gravel road with dikes on both sides of all their worldly possessions piled up. And it was just so sad as I'm going through there and we're, we had interpreters and when we were talking, we were praying with them. And most of them though, all they asked was, is there any hope? Some of them had come from countries that had been lost to the evil already, and they knew that they could replace these worldly possessions if we could save the American dream. But most importantly, many of the people in that town in California and those neighborhoods in Florida, they had recently found the Lord. All of these bad things happening are manifesting into the biggest revival for Jesus Christ the world has ever seen. As all of you know, I was a crack addict, and I have a book called What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? Well, I would use mathematics to prove that God exists. I'd say, wow, that's a one in a million, or that's a one in a billion, or this is impossible. Well, when do you combine them all and declare it a miracle? Well, what I'm saying is that, and you guys got to follow this, that all the bad things that have happened over the last few years are impossibilities. If you'd have said this 10 years ago that all these things were happening, that you'd go, this is impossible. These things can't happen. This being blocked and this judge is not looking at evidence. All these things that have happened. And, and um, the, people come up to me all the time and they say, you know, Mike, I've been praying and my prayers aren't getting answered. The economy is in a disaster. I, I pray that Donald Trump would be back in office. And I say to them, these are reactionary prayers. When I be in, back in the day when I was in jail, I would say, God, please get me out of this and I'll never do this again. Well, those are reactionary prayers and it wasn't God's will or it might not be God's will. Well, God, where is God's will? God's will is in his word. And if we stay in the word and read our Bibles, we can be proactive in prayer, everybody. And then everything lines up beautifully with God's will. So, so let's talk about God's miracles that brought us here today. I'm going to, this speech is, is what brought us here today. Miracles brought us here today. And when I tell you these things, you're going to go, Mike, these don't sound like miracles. But oh, they are miracles. And, and if, I'm going to tell you, you're going to see these miracles. And they're miracles. They look bad at the time. But if they didn't, if they didn't happen and things happened back then, we wouldn't be here today and we would have lost our country forever. And I would, and I'm going to go, one of the first miracles is that we have, when all the evidence came out, they did not overturn the election. We all remember the morning of November 4th and that whole weeks going, going by there and all this evidence. They never turned over the elect, or they or overturned the election. But if they would have, we would have lost our country forever. You need to understand that part. The second miracle came on December 14th. I was out in front of the Supreme Court and we were praying and we were going, please Supreme Court, look at the Texas, Pennsylvania case, please hear it. Well, they wouldn't have none of it. But if they would have, we would have lost our country forever. 
Okay, that was in the next miracle. You guys are really going to go, how is this a miracle? Okay, the next miracle was the two Senate runoffs in Georgia. I was down there with our great real president, Donald Trump. And I was... <laughs> And I was at I was at that rally on January fourth, so you know, campaigning for those two senators and campaigning hard because we had to have one, at least one, to hold the Senate. But then it hit me, and I started praying. I said, "Please, please, have the evil steal them both." Now you don't blame me for that, okay? I'm going to explain. Okay, <laughs> it was a powerful prayer back then, okay? And. Uh, Here's what would have happened if, let's, sit, let's pretend for a minute that I was their marketer. I was the evil's marketer. I would have said, give them back a Republican so they shut up about this election. Now, had they done that, maybe not you guys, maybe not me, but over 95% of the country, I believe, would have said, you know what, maybe there was election crime, maybe there wasn't, but we still have the Senate and we'll get them back in 2022. We'll campaign harder. Well, let me tell you something. You couldn't campaign harder than our great president, Donald Trump. And, and you know what? We all, but we all remember. We all remember when they stole both those senators. You know where the sick feeling that came over you. And people said they want. Now they all wanted answers for the deviations and the impossibilities with the election. If they would have given back a Republican, we would have lost our country forever. But evil is greedy. That's what we got a big advantage here, everybody. Evil is greedy. And they had a backup plan. January 6th, they said, let's steal it all. It's over. They even bragged about it in a New York Times article. But here comes that other miracle. And on January 6th, at approximately 1 p.m., Vice President Pence sent out a letter that he was not going to send the, ele the electors back no matter what, to the states, no matter what evidence that was brought to him. Well, that's terrible what he did, but I'm here to, you know, it's just kind of like Doug, Republican Doug Ducey of Arizona when he turned his electors for Biden, just as Rudy Giuliani was going through 11 hours of evidence on election fraud in Arizona. But I'm telling you, if Mike Pence sends it back to the states, we would have lost our country forever. Okay. Now comes two of the most important dates in history, January 7th and 8th. On those days, 1.2 million Americans were silenced and deplatformed from social media platforms, Vimeo, YouTube. Our great real president got his Twitter gone. That was the day that they wanted to kill our voices forever. And I've used this analogy, and I'll use it again. When I was a kid, back in the day, we had black and white TVs. And we would turn them off, and they'd go to this really tiny little white dot. And just before the dot went out, you could turn it back on the TV, it would come back to life. Now think of that dot as our voice. You go back to January 7th and 8th. On those days, that dot got so small that you could hardly see it. We were about to be Nazi Germany where nobody could speak out and nobody had a voice. And if you did speak out, you were hauled away and everybody else cowered in fear. Sound like those two days back then, the people, some of you spoke out, some of you didn't. For me, I knew that back then. I'm going, I called up my friends and they didn't answer. I said, I know you're there. And I put up a post on Facebook and I got two likes. I find out those were bots. And, 
<laughs> True. And, uh, everybody was afraid and said, I'm not going to associate with you, Mike, right now. But then a miracle happened. And that small little dot of light was our voice that did not go out. And John, John 1.5 in the Bible says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. If we were completely silenced, we would have lost our country forever. But God gave us grace, and our voice keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, my life changed forever on January 9th, 2021. I had done so much of my own research since November 4th of 2020. And every day I would go through deviations and anomalies. And, and I took calculus like in ninth grade and I deal with numbers every single day in my business. Every one of my ads are tracked by promo code for sales. And if I see one that's too high or too low, depending on the, the ad's history, I look, I look into it and I find out why. And I don't stop digging until I find out why. And there's always an explanation. Well, one of the things that bothered me most in my own research of those two months of 2020 was that every state I checked on back then had thousands and thousands of non-residents that voted in another state. And I said, I'm thinking, this, this, is, this is unbelievable. I said, people are generally good people. And I couldn't imagine a cabal of people marching into another state saying, let's go vote for Biden and commit a crime. And I just, it wasn't going to happen in my mind. I couldn't go there. And that's, and uh, on January 9th, I was presented with evidence that explained it all. It was done with computerized voting machines. This explained to me all the non-residents and the people that were deceased that were not, in that, that were not eligible to vote. They had voted across our country, but it explained to me, I'm going, well, people are still good, but some people, somebody did this. Well, one of the best examples of that, and uh, the timing last night, or yesterday, two days ago with the, uh, with the indictment, uh, the fourth hoax indictment, um, but one of the best examples was the Georgia phone call that was leaked back then with uh, Brad Rassenberger and our great real president, Donald Trump. As our president was reading off a list of deviations that couldn't make sense that they voted. Thousands of non-residents that voted in Georgia. And he's reading this list. But you know what? Once again, there was so much more that we had to learn. And, if, and, if, and it was not God's will to overturn Georgia and others at that time. If, in other words, if Brad Rassenberger wasn't part of the evil, which we think he is, I do, um, we would have lost our country forever, okay? It would have been too soon, everybody, okay? The, um, I went to the White House on January 15th of 2021 to give all seen the famous pictures of me out there looking like some spy, right? And uh, I, I had to get this evidence to our great real president, Donald Trump, and see if he could release the government gag order that was on the evidence I got and release it to the public. Well, I was directed to show it to his lawyers upstairs, and I ended up getting a, okay, we'll look at this and get back to you. I'm going, what? 
Well, I got a little loud and I, and I argued that it was a matter of national security, but to no avail. In defeat, I left the White House. I was driving over to Virginia going, God, what now? And about that time, uh, Ben Carson, my great friend Ben Carson called me and he asked if I got it signed. I said, no. I said, they wouldn't let me go back in to see the president. Well, Ben sat there and he goes, Mike, he goes, you know what? God's probably got a different plan. And maybe a lot of things need to happen that we don't know about and for reasons that we don't understand. And those words by Ben to me, it gave me great hope and courage, newfound courage. I'm going, wow, you're right. It's like a light bulb went on, you know. And, um, and then things started happening, as you know. Well, um, but the significant date was February 4th, 2021. Very significant. That was the day that Smartmatic sued Fox News. This started, started lawfare in our nation that hadn't been done since the late 1700s, according to Alan Dershowitz. From that point on, no one could talk about election news again. The big conservative media that we trusted, Fox News, Newsmax, Salem Media, they all went silent. It was comparable to weather channels having new orders not to report hurricanes or tornadoes. Can you imagine? That's, what we're, that's where we're at today. But if lawfare, now listen to this closely, if lawfare didn't happen, people would have been informed of all the truths too early, and they would have demanded that our Constitution be followed. But if that would have happened back then, we would have lost our country forever. It would have been too soon. Things had to be revealed. Things had to, we had to learn everything. We had to get to this day. But people, people understand that two things had to play themselves out. The evil uniparty, deep state, CCP, and globalists, and the machines in our elections had to be exposed. Now, you got, you got a little uh, prelude to this clip I want to show you. By April of 2021, I, I went on Jimmy Kimmel because I couldn't, I had to get the word out. And everyone said, don't go on, Mike, don't go on. I said, you know what? They, it, we, we got all this other media, Fox News, New Mexico, nobody could, I couldn't talk about it anywhere else. So I went on and here's that clip. They're attacking his power grid. Please welcome Mike Lindell. <laughs> Your producer asked me, they said, you know, Mike, would you have done it if it was reversed? Knowing what I have now, if they would have put Donald Trump back in on December 14th and knowing what I had right now, I would still be sounding the alarm going, you guys, these machines, they were hacked and we have to do something in our country. I believe that you are sincere. You know, I well, here's a lot here's of bad what things. I want to say to that. I didn't get anything until January 9th, and this was something different. This was the machines. This was an attack through the machines. You've seen it. And what I'm saying is to everyone, this isn't a Democrat or a Republican thing. For me, it's putting it out there. It's like this. I want to ask everyone this. If someone was out there saying my pillows had rocks and knives in it, I would say, hey, come and look at the beautiful patented fill. And right. I would say, show me the rocks and knives. 
But Dominion Smart they didn't do that. They're just suing people. And well, saying, well you're saying it. they have rocks and knives in their voting machines, and they're saying, no, we don't. But they don't show their their machines. That's the big thing. They're even trying to stop it. But the federal County. government has, I mean, every... No, they did not. They didn't have this evidence until, I, until January 9th. All we need is to look at the machines. If there's nothing to hide, why won't they let the American people look at it? Well, it's they say machines. it is the most secure election we've ever no, had. No, he said that. The same guy well I mean the same guy that was Chris Krebs that was Chris Krebs that said that do you know three weeks ago Chris Krebs and Adam Schiff were on Morning Joe and they asked him what's the biggest threat to our country right now and they said a China attack cyber attacks from China right down to local races Chris Krebs said that he said it was a secure election he did not have this on January 9th this was after this I want to just say one thing real quick because yeah. I don't want anybody to, right. to get the wrong idea here we're going to we have limited time on this show yeah, we'll put yeah. this whole conversation on YouTube so that people can see the whole right, thing right, right. all right but I need to take a commercial break okay. Mike Lindell okay. is here with us we'll be right back now now, did you all hear what I said there? If the shoe was on the other foot and the greatest president ever, Donald Trump, had been selected, I would have still been sounding the alarm. The Washington Post came to Minnesota after this Kimmel show, and they asked people around my town, if, would Mike really be sounding the alarm about the voting machines if Donald Trump had been selected? And they all said, yes, he would. One of my old friends came, to, came up to me and said, he was all distraught and worried, and he said, Mike, he said, the Washington Post asked me if you would ever give up. And I told him, no, they would have to kill him. They said, kill me. He said, no, that you'd have to kill him. And uh, I said, it's okay, but the, the thing is, what I'm saying is, by April 2021, as you saw in Jimmy Kimball, I knew that this was about saving our country from the evil CCP globalist deep state uniparty takeover. The media, the media has never let up on myself or even all of you that, that all we want is the greatest president ever back. Well, of course we want him back. But they, but then they ask me, they go, the media goes, Mike, why would you spend everything you have and watch your employee-owned MyPillow company attacked and canceled daily? They asked me, if you could turn back time, would you do it over again? And I tell them, I would do the same thing that I have done, knowing that this isn't about overturning one election. What I learned back on January 9th of 2021, and, and, and it's been confirmed in the following months, that we are on the threshold of losing our country to an evil as big as this world has ever seen. We are at an apex in history, and we get one chance to save this nation. One chance. Fifty-two other countries have fallen to the voting machines, the last one being Brazil. The people that were selected and not elected in those countries, they're not going to give up their voting machines that got them selected in the first place. And I've been on many calls with people from those countries. And they're longing for hope. And they know that their hope is in the United States beating this evil. Artificial intelligence 
and other technologies that man could not even imagine just a few decades ago are expanding faster than you could ever imagine. If we don't have people that are elected instead of selected regulating these technologies, it's over. It's over. But there is great hope. All of these examples that we thought at the time were devastating, I say to you now that they were miracles. They are what got us here today. I told you earlier that we are on God's timing. Well, a year ago in prayer, God provided the seed of a plan that will secure our elections and that that has never done before in history. And this plan to secure our elections immediately has been worked on for over a year. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time, we will reveal it to the world and it won't matter who you are, you will embrace it unless you are part of the evil. This will sift out the evil too, because we're going, ah, you don't like this? Um, You're part of the evil. And um, what you thought was that there was any hope, if you thought there was any any hope at all, it all was impossible. You will now see with God, all things are possible. In Jeremiah 29.11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God bless you all. Thank you, guys. You know, thank you. And, you know, today, if you're watching from around the world, we're going to give you great hope. This, our country and the world's been longing for hope. Today, we're going to bring you hope, and tomorrow, we're going to bring you that plan. And I'll tell you what, this plan will also give hope to other nations that have been taken. Okay? I want to bring you to start the program, though, on, on this. I'm going to bring you back. I want to get your minds back to November 20, November 2020 and December 2020. And I said we're not going to, you know, this isn't about evidence, but I do have to get your mindset of what was happening back then in November and December. So let's roll this. No matter which side of the fence people have been on, they've been saying, show me the evidence. I'll believe it when I see the evidence. And people on both sides agree that something went terribly wrong in November 2020, but there really has been no comprehensive place to see the evidence of widespread fraud until now. This video is pure data, so don't get mad. You can't be angry when a scientist confirms that gravity pulls downward at negative 9.8 meters per second squared, even when that fact works against the narrative you've heard. So here we go. Just before we show you some new disturbing video evidence, we'll talk about statistical anomalies in three states in question. In the early hours of November 4th, 2020, Democratic candidate Joe Biden received several major vote spikes in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, suddenly placing him in the lead when he had been trailing Trump by a significant margin. 8,954 individual vote updates were analyzed. Across nearly all updates, there follows a clear statistical pattern. However, a very small number of batches are especially questionable. The four most notable aberrations were two in Michigan, one in Wisconsin, and one in Georgia. 
and all occurred in the same five-hour window in the middle of the night when in some places counting reportedly had stopped. Not only do these updates not follow generally observed patterns, but their behavior is particularly extreme. For context, using publicly available data from the New York Times, here is a visualization of the number of votes by candidate in Michigan from the beginning of the election night to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on November 4th. Trump is in red, Biden is in blue. Notice the sudden and improbable spike in votes for Biden at 6.30 a.m., where Biden received 141,258 votes, while Trump only received 5,968. This extreme ratio is surrounded by updates that are nearly the same in ratio. This particular update is 23 times more votes for Biden, and is the most extreme update favoring Biden in all datasets across all states. The situation in Wisconsin is even more stark. A single update to the vote count brought Biden from trailing by over 100,000 votes into the lead. Thirdly, a vote update in Georgia at 1.34 a.m. Eastern Time on November 4th, which shows 136,155 votes for Joe Biden and only 29,115 for Donald Trump. The extents of these four vote spikes in question are more than the margin of victory in all three states, which means the spikes were not only abnormal in regards to percentage for Joe Biden, but also in magnitude of the vote count. Out of roughly 9,000 updates, this election was decided by only four extreme updates, each with a probability of less than one-tenth of one percent, meaning that had these four unlikely updates not happened, we would have a different president in the White House. Detractors argue that these spikes were merely human error and not indication of fraud, and the errors have been corrected. If the errors have been corrected, where is their evidence? Why were the results never changed? Others have said that the spikes indicate heavily democratic precincts, if that were the case, then California would show many spikes of that magnitude, but it doesn't. Only one vote update in California is anomalous in percentage of Biden votes, but not enough magnitude to shift an outcome. The strangest anomaly visible in the data is a consistently identical ratio of Biden to Trump votes across time, which is theoretically impossible. Here is Florida. These updates occurred over a week following the election. Notice all the ratios of Biden to Trump votes are 100% identical over several days. This pattern shows up in many states. It appears that a computer algorithm is involved in the process, which is doing something called weighted race distribution, a feature of Diebold voting machines known as early as 2001, which gives values to votes rather than simply counting them. Here in California, we see an update of one vote. About 65% of that value is given to Biden and 32% to Trump. How can one vote go to more than one person? It is well known and not disputed that Diebold software was found to be switching votes through programming in past elections. Even though Diebold is no longer used, Dominion Voting Systems acquired ESNS in 2010, which had previously acquired Diebold under its new name of Premier Election Solutions. This does not exhaust all statistical data anomalies encountered in the 2020 election, but data anomalies is only one factor to consider. Next is eyewitness and video evidence. In Georgia, there's a case of a poll worker named Ruby who was seen on Instagram giving a secretive live video of her working in the back room filled with absentee ballots. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna let y'all see this. Okay, don't say nothing. Listen, look. At 10.30 p.m. on November 3rd, all media and poll watchers were told to leave State Farm Arena because ballot counting was going to stop. But Ruby and her daughter and three others remained behind at State Farm Arena. They pulled boxes of ballots out from under the table that was placed there in the morning and distributed them to several counting stations. 
back to Fulton County, Georgia right now, where our reporter Blaine Alexander apparently has some new reporting on the expectations for that count. Well, Rachel, we've learned that the counting continues tonight. You know, right here in State Farm Arena behind me, we've learned that there are five people who are still inside, still working to scan those absentee ballots and try and get those numbers tabulated. Now, initially, we believe we were told that everybody went home at about 1030, but I just got off the phone with the county spokesperson who tells me that indeed there are still some people in there quite literally burning the midnight oil, scanning ballot after ballot and trying to get that information in. And Blaine, specifically, you said five people are inside that building. That's five of five actual individuals who are working on all the absentees in Fulton County right now. Just five. Wow. Talk about having the sort of fate of the nation in your hands. Ruby is seen here in this video running the exact same stack of ballots to the machine three times. Other workers do the same. Note that a large surge in Biden votes can be observed after this tabulation at 0634 Greenwich Mean Time, which is 1.34 a.m. in Georgia, just after the time in question. You may ask, can a ballot really be counted more than once? Here is your answer from Coffee County, Georgia. Can you scan a ballot more than once? I've just done it. Just I'm done talking it. about That's you the just... Yeah. You just keep scanning. Yeah. I just kept scanning that same. I just scanned the same batches that y'all just voted. Mm -hmm. I never got any more until that one. Ruby allegedly posted this later on social media. Of course, the mainstream media calls this misinformation, and most references to these videos have been deleted from internet search results. Apple News, the morning of the election, sent out a push message to Apple News subscribers that elections are secure. So if it's true that election fraud is rare, what about Raquel Rodriguez? She was recently arrested for election fraud in Texas because of overwhelming video evidence incriminating herself that she was harvesting ballots for pay. Look at the top of the ticket to get votes for eager Biden. How many votes you think you can deliver for us? At least 5,000. And what are we looking at as far as how much that's going to cost? For the entire team that I'm looking at, I'm looking at 55,000. So $55,000 for $5,000 most popular ticket, eager, Biden. If not more, I'm, I'm not going to overpromise because remember, we, we're, we're 16 days till election day. You can give me cash, you can do whatever you want to do. $55,000 up front, 5000 That's right. Then there is cybersecurity evidence and the question of whether Dominion voting machines were tampered with over internet connections. Signed affidavits under oath from cybersecurity experts indicate that Dominion voter systems and Edison Research were using an unencrypted VPN with login credentials that were easily accessible and used by foreign adversaries to monitor and manipulate votes. The IP addresses into the Edison Research host service went in both directions, meaning that not only were China and Iran and other countries accessing the servers, but also Edison Research was communicating back to these adversaries. The claims that Dominion voting machines were not connected to the Internet are completely false. Cybersecurity experts have followed the communication of the data from Dominion voting servers and Edison Research to foreign countries. A simple web search will uncover that DominionVotingSystems.com is registered to a company in Hunan, China. Three of the seven board members of UBS Securities are Chinese nationals. That company owns Staple Street Capital, which in turn owns Dominion. On top of that, the Dominion software is licensed from Smartmatic, which is a Venezuelan-owned and controlled company. And we're all familiar with how their elections go. 
Furthermore, forensic audits of the machines reveal significant errors. Although the mainstream media and politicians are saying that it's dangerous misinformation that Dominion voting systems are unsecure, this was the very message that several left-leaning news sources were claiming less than a year ago. NBC News and PBS found out just how easy it is to hack voting machines or cast fake votes. important to know that Georgia just spent over a hundred, or is about to spend over a hundred million dollars on a contract with Dominion to provide image cast hardware to the state in time for the 20 uh, for the for the next primaries and for the 2020 election and yet here these kids were who had opened it up they said look you can pop the front off of it and here's a port you can get into right here that's easy you know all kinds of stuff that that you could certainly do within six minutes behind a curtain much less uh, if you had extra time because any of these were uh, connected to the web as we discovered a couple of days before um, so many of them are Despite opposition and attacks, election security experts were able to audit Dominion voting machines in Antrim County, Michigan, revealing unusually high error and adjudication rates. What does that mean? According to the report, Dominion Voting Systems is intentionally designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. Ballot errors are sent to adjudication, which means the vote can be decided by an election worker where there is no oversight, no transparency, and no audit trail. We've scanned 113,130 as of moments ago. We've adjudicated 106,000 plus of those. Experts identified an error rate of 68.05%, which is far above the Federal Election Commission guidelines of 0.0008%, or 1 in 250,000. Although vote adjudication logs are available for prior election years, Suspiciously, all the logs for the 2020 cycle were missing. Moreover, all security logs prior to 11.03 p.m. on November 4th are also missing. If that's not enough, the election event designer log shows that the Dominion Image Cast Precinct cards were reprogrammed on October 23rd and again on November 5th, which violates the Help America Vote Act, which includes a 90-day safe harbor period that prohibits changes to election systems, registries, hardware, and software updates without undergoing recertification. Even if skeptics and critics persist that these issues are inconsequential, they should be willing for forensic audits to take place for transparency, yet they have viciously attacked attempts to review logs. Why is that if there's nothing to hide? Election officials in Maricopa County, Arizona have even ignored subpoenas for release of election data and Dominion machine audits until after the inauguration. Then there's the mass influx of unsolicited mail-in ballots. The key word is unsolicited. In other words, people receiving ballots they never asked for. Politicians use the coronavirus to push mass mail-in ballots and extending the time to receive those ballots till many days after the election. There are many reports of people who voted in person also receiving multiple unsolicited ballots in the mail. People who did not send in a mail-in ballot denied in-person voting because they were told they had voted already by mail when they hadn't. This opened up chaos in the system and uncertainty as to who actually voted. Additionally, signature verification requirements were slackened in many states adding even more uncertainty. In fact, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State unilaterally removed legislative signature requirements for mail-in ballots. More than a thousand signed affidavits have been given by poll workers who have witnessed illegal activities, non-equal treatment of Republican poll watchers, counting ballots in locations with no poll watchers, poll watchers not permitted close enough to see the counting process, shredding ballots, garbage bags full of ballots for Trump, entire boxes of hundreds of supposedly mail-in ballots that had no folds, indicating they were never actually mailed by anyone. The list goes on and on. These affidavits are signed by witnesses under penalty of perjury, so this should not have been taken lightly, but these witnesses were never heard in court. 
Unfortunately, what we have covered is only the tip of the iceberg on fraud, cover-ups, federal election law violations, and dishonesty on a global scale. So either the Secretary of State's office is recording and certifying results that have negative errors and fraudulent votes in them, or someone is giving them negative information. Recent polls show an overwhelming percentage of the U.S. don't trust the 2020 election was without fraud. At the end of this video, the credits will be further data scrolling through that you can read for yourself and pause and go back and read again. So what can you do? Firstly, find a way to download this video and share it. Film it with your mobile phone. Do anything to duplicate this. Post it with a hashtag, here is the evidence, hashtag every legal vote. Because guaranteed, big tech and social media giants will do their best to erase it from the internet as they've already done with much of the evidence we've already shared. And if they can't erase it, they'll fake fact check it. Well, guess what? We've already done the fact checking. We've gone through thousands of pages of data, sworn affidavits, forensic reports, and cybersecurity reports. Secondly, you can demand election reform from your election state and local officials. We cannot let another election ever be this questionable ever again. This is the United States of America. People used to look to us on how to have democracy through our voting system. 2020 was a complete sham and it cannot ever happen again. So, 
I want to tell you about that video. You know when that video was made? Back in December of 2020. Maybe some of you seen it back then, but I never forgot this video, and we don't even know who made it. You know, nobody knows. It was an unnamed uh, person out there, and he put it out. And it wasn't out for very long, as you know, they, they took it down. But the point I'm making is I wanted to bring you all back there because all of you out there that have been courageous and, and you never let up on the stuff you've seen, you never gave up when you heard and seen all these anomalies and deviations, you said no. Even with all the attacks and everything, and what you're going to see in this next segment, you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of examples. Um, I know we have the video. I guess we're only going to have partial, part of them up here. But these are people. It's who are we? Okay. We didn't change. Our country changed. The footprint changed. All we wanted was to go out there with our First Amendment right of free speech and question our elections, like our great real President Donald Trump. He's getting indicted for questioning an election, which we all question. Everybody knows, everyone in this country and around the world know. But they, you forget, they tried to bury things like that forever. But I'll tell you, even in that video, do you know there's, some, there's almost everything in that video that we've uncovered, and we've uncovered, and we know the truth, but it's getting it out there, of course, right? And that's why, you know, as, as we have been blocked and attacked, that, you know, being attacked is part of the biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in history.